Welcome to the Love Heal Thrive podcast, where you learn to love yourself enough to heal and heal yourself enough to thrive so that you can live a life that feels whole, complete, untriggered, and unaffected by the people, emotions, and situations that surround you. I'm your host, Erin Gray. I am a Reiki master hypnotherapist, certified Enneagram and meditation teacher. I'm a medium and simply someone who has experienced energy and seen energy patterns her whole entire life. And that's been hard. And I want to help you learn tools and techniques that turn your energy sensitivity into your superpower. Each week, I will offer you helpful tools and insights from my own journey. I will also bring in experienced, amazing guests who will offer insight and guidance so that step-by-step, you can begin to live a life that feels empowered and strong and that you are in control. Together, we're going to learn how to love ourselves enough to heal and heal ourselves enough to thrive. I'm so happy you're here. Let's get started. Happy Valentine's Day week. It is the week of love and full bucketness because we cannot love another until we are giving and loving and caring from a full internal bucket. And that is what we're going to talk about today. We are going to answer the question, how are your relationships mirroring your feelings? The relationships and the people and the experiences that are around us are simply a mirror of our energetic frequency. And it comes, it shows up in two parts, which we're going to talk about. One, it shows up in that we attract people and experiences at the energetic frequency of where we are vibrating. But two, we're going to talk about how the requests that we make, that we ask of of the people that we are in relationship with, and this is not just love. This is family. This is friends. This is of ourself. But when we ask people to do things or that they need something, need to be a different way in order for ourselves to be happy, Well, that is ultimately giving our power away. And quite honestly, what we are asking of them is actually what we find that we just need to do within ourselves. So we are going to dive into all things relationship today in honor of Valentine's Day this week. And I just think this is such an important, healthy, healthy topic, because I think when we begin to dive into the aspects of ourself and the people within our lives mirroring the relationship that we have with ourself. And I think we, we alter what we expect of other people. We alter what we ask of other people. And we begin to recognize everything is a mirror of ourselves. Quite honestly, when my husband and I get in disagreements, <laughs> I sort through most things in my head and then leave few things to talk about because I've sorted through how I was mad at him because I felt this way about myself or that I felt a certain way about a certain topic. And then I was projecting that experience and emotion onto him. Certainly we're in relationship and all relationships have rupture and repair. We have moments, we were just talking about this in our house the other day because somebody had said, 
oh, well, you just expect me to be perfect. And I was like, I don't expect anybody to be perfect. I'm not perfect. I don't expect you to be perfect. What happens in relationship is that we have rupture and repair. Something triggers you and you talk about it and then we act differently. Maybe we're unconscious of this behavior. In fact, this particular thing, I was being called out and I was completely unaware of what I was doing. And so then I, I made the adjustment within the house. I was like, yeah, true facts. <laughs> I was totally unconscious of that. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. And now I'm making a different choice. And now I'm adjusting my behavior because I love you. I love our family. I love you all together. And I want to be a better version of me for you. And ultimately, the people in our lives are brought into our lives to help us become better people, more awakened people, more conscious people. And so we can thank them. Everybody is teachers, even the hard lessons. <laughs> those are the really good teachers. Those are, those are the professors of our life. <laughs> but where can we begin to look at how are your relationships mirroring your feelings? So we can look at these emotions as a vacuum. So when we are needing something or wanting something, it becomes even more than just a magnet. Although these two things, we're going to talk about the vacuum aspect and the magnet aspect both. But the vacuum, I feel like when we are lacking something, that is when we truly draw someone else in. This can also look a lot like energetic connection, toxic energetic connection. Because we see something in someone else that we really want for ourselves. And so we draw that person in like a vacuum. We suck them in. And then we create this toxic environment until we realize that we always needed to just build it for ourselves. And once we build it for ourselves, truly that friendship, relationship, person tends to fall away in our life. I think a great example of this truly is when you are in an argument with someone. What happens in your life? What happens if you have an argument in the morning with a friend on the phone, someone that you live with? What happens the moment you walk out that door? You vacuum in crazy traffic, cranky people. There's no good music on the radio. They're just cranky, cranky, cranky. We are vacuuming that in because we are at that energetic low frequency. So we are like attracts like. But the flip side is true. When we freshly fall in love. What happens when you open that door? The birds are singing. The sun is out. There's rainbows in the sky. Great music. People give you free coffee, free samples, free things all over the place. Bruce Lipton calls this the honeymoon effect. So we can live in this state of honeymoon all the time when we choose a better feeling thought, when we can look at a situation and choose something more positive. The same is true about our partner. We can focus on what irritates us about our partner, or we can focus on what we love and begin to draw out what we love about them. And often the things that irritate us about them are the same things that we are working on typically within ourselves, which we're going to talk about in just a little bit. But when these magnets are flipped, the magnet and the vacuum both will draw in 
at the energetic frequency of where you're at. But if it is to flip, if you flip that magnet, have you ever played with magnets? What happens when they are flipped and they begin to repel each other? They repel, repel, repel. And this is the advice that I give so many of my clients, so many of my friends. When we are needy, when we begin chasing people or things or experience or success, it is as if those magnets are repelling each other. The more we chase, the farther it goes. But when we can energetically flip our magnet, (laughs) you cannot stop what is meant for you to be attracted to you, right? The moment you flip that magnet, it sucks, suctions right to the other magnet. You cannot stop it. You cannot stop the magnet and you cannot stop what is meant to be in your life. So how do we get there? We begin by taking things that people say or do less personal. And when we can do that, we can raise our energetic frequency and not be allowing other people to lower our energetic frequency because we realize all of that is our own irritation with ourself, not them. Because all love advice in every romantic movie you've ever watched, in any romantic comedy that you've ever watched, they break up and then they both or one of them or both of them go and become what they needed to become before they get to come back together and live happily ever after. When we are whole and complete within ourselves, we attract people that are the gravy, that are the cherry on top. We don't need that. We don't give our power away to them, that we need them to complete us. We ourselves are complete and whole and filled with love and divine light and wholeness and completeness within ourselves. And we get to enjoy other people. And that is true of friendships and family and love relationships. Cherry on top, gravy, whipped cream, whatever you love to have on top. But I want you to begin to think about this metaphor, this wholeness and completeness here within You are whole, you are complete. This is how we actually attract the most incredible and blessed and fulfilling relationships is we we begin from a place of completeness. How are your relationships mirroring your feelings? Are your relationships looking complete and whole or are they irritating or nagging? And then we can begin to look at our feelings. (laughs) Are your feelings nagging and irritating right now? Are you nagging and irritated with yourself? Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. We have to change ourselves first because this is what we get irritated by. When we look at other people, we're actually just irritated with ourselves. And please, I am am speaking from experience (laughs) all within my own. I go through these long, arduous, difficult, challenging journeys just so I can help save you a few more steps. (laughs) I want to teach you because I have been there and I have taken so many relationship courses. I've gone through so much counseling and therapy. Let me help you. Let me save you a few arguments or a few presumptions that it's someone else's deal or someone else's fault. When we can get quiet and recognize that it is within ourself, we begin to recognize that the people and relationships in our life are mirroring what is happening inside. 
There is no one that teaches this better than Byron Katie. So I'm going to include a link to her book down below. I highly recommend you check her out. Check out her work. She actually calls her work the work. (laughs) And she is all about helping you figure out how and why and what is going on inside as part of a series of questions that shows us and helps us illustrate the irritations that are going on within by posing them on someone else. (laughs) So here's what I mean by this. So I'm including a link to her book. I'm also including a link down to her worksheet that she has online. So she has this available, but I I definitely recommend you either take a class or read her book, listen to her audible. I mean, please, I don't, I don't read books. I only listen to audible, which by the way, mine won't be coming out. It has been uploaded this week. So however long audible wants to take on that, but please stay tuned. I'm so excited to have my audible out for establishing equilibrium as well. That's what I said to my husband. I said, my, my book will change lives <laughs> and it is amazing, but I would never read my book because I don't read books. I only listen to books. So it was very personal to me to get this audible out, but more on that next week when I have an official announcement, that's just your insider prelude that it is coming and I could not be more excited. Anyway, back to Byron Katie. So her book is Loving What Is. Read it with your eyeballs listen to it with your ears, however you want to go about consuming this information. But her process for helping you discern what's going on inside your heart looks a lot like a series of questions. And I'm going to go through a little bit of the worksheet here just to give you an idea of what this interrogation looks like. (laughs) It's of the most love and it's given and, and meant in love. But It is some honest, hard, mirror truth. It helps you to really discern what is going on within your own heart. So you first decide when you first do this worksheet who you're going to do it with or on. (laughs) They shouldn't be there. (laughs) Or a situation or a person and you you discern and decide for one, one round, round one, it's about this person. It's first about what's. What do you think you want this person to do? What do you think you want this person to accomplish or the role that you want this person to fill for you? And as you write that down, you can begin to discern and realize, oh, this is ultimately what I want. I need to think about what was the last thing that you asked of someone in a relationship? I'm just going to sit here quiet for a moment. Because as you think about what you might have asked someone for in a relationship, was that really what they needed to do? Or was it something that you needed to do? Yes, (laughs) I know. (laughs) So she then moves on. So that is the wants, the wanting in our life, our desire very all second chakra, which we'll talk about towards the end of the episode. Next, we move into advice. This is where the queen and king of projection live. (laughs) The advice that we give, and, and I know you see this all over social media, the advice is that we give is more telling about us than it is about that person. 
we give advice from our wound. Sometimes a healed wound, maybe sometimes not as much of a healed wound. But we give advice from this emotional place. I would find this to be true that the advice that I always had to give to clients when they would come in is always 100% the same advice I needed for myself. You don't need a healing practice for this to be true. (laughs) The advice that we give is often the advice that we need to give ourselves. And why is that true? That is true because of the magnet vacuum, because we are attracting the people that are at the exact same energetic frequency that we are at. It's not a coincidence that we need the same advice that we are giving to them. It's energetic. It is energetic because we are attracting the same energetic frequency of a human being as where we are. So it's not a bad thing that we need to take our own advice, but sometimes we don't listen, (laughs) right? Oh, I, I give the advice. I don't listen to my own advice. It takes a lot to walk the walk, not just talk the talk, but who do you respect? Who do you respect in your life? The people that just talk the talk or the people that walk their talk and follow through on the things that they say or make changes when there's a rupture and repair. That they actually repair. They don't just leave it at rupture. What advice have you been giving And how are your relationships mirroring your feelings? Next, the worksheet moves on to needs. In order for me to be happy, I need you to do, to think, to be, to X, Y, Z for me to be happy. Do they? (laughs) I would say I want to reposition this. I know we've all been in these situations myself too myself too and I, and i find that i i'm in those places more when i'm in a lower vibrating place where i think i need someone to do something differently for me to be happy i want you to look at that as handing your power over when you need someone to act a certain way that is handing your power over to them, that you're wrapping that up in a pretty little Valentine's box and saying, here, in order for me to be happy, you have to do this. But no, again, we go back to that visual of this whole complete you. And that they're the gravy. They're the whipped cream. They're the cherry. We can eat the sundae or the mashed potatoes without the gravy or the whipped cream. You are whole and complete. They are the gravy, the whipped cream. With a cherry. Sometimes that's the best part, right? We all need relationship. We all need people. But the visual I want you to walk away with today is that you are whole and complete and they are the gravy, the whipped cream, or the cherry. You pick. How are your relationships mirroring your feelings in regards to your needs? Have you been giving your power away? And what will you do differently starting today in relationship to make a difference? in every relationship. I can't wait to hear in the comments down below. Please tell me. I would really love to know. This is such a poignant and meaningful episode for me. And I hope for you too. Okay. Finally, put your seatbelt on for this one. (laughs) This one gets me every time and it's the most transformational part of this worksheet. 
is the complaints. So this is your opportunity. I'm, I'm going to have you mentally do this or you can write it down, but I will stay quiet for another few seconds. This is where you get to get nasty and petty and ridiculous and just name call and just say, you are blank, 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 blank. And just let it all out on on paper of this person. However you feel, you are adjective, you are noun, you are adverb, adjective, noun. <laughs> Take a moment and just either write some things down or just if you're driving or folding clothes or washing dishes, I'm just going to count to 10 in my head and stay quiet. I want you to just think, think some thoughts about this person you're transforming their relationship with you today. Did you get a good nasty petty list going? <laughs> I hope so. What happens with this list is as we look at this list, we then begin to look and give it a hard, honest look. And look at it in regards to yourself. What words on there resonate for you when you're really honest? And sometimes we have to sit with those words. Maybe it won't be clear initially. I've, I've had that experience a couple times where in my first pass, I was like, what? I just name called and adjective called. <laughs> but when I took a second, a third, a fourth look at that list and was really honest with myself. I realized I was creating that story. I was creating that intersection of that relationship. I was creating that response by being that, by being what I didn't want or what I was so irritated with. I was being that. Take a look at that list. Are you being any of those things too? Now you have to promise me when, when you pull up this worksheet, you can't cheat on this one again. <laughs> I know it's hard when you go through this worksheet and you know that this question's coming, the complaint question, <laughs> you know it's going to be turned around on you, but you have to promise me <laughs> that when you go through this, that you pretend like you don't know what's going to happen in the, in the outcome. <laughs> And I've done the worksheet a bunch of times. So I know it's possible. I know it is possible that you can go through it and pretend like you don't know that it's in, and Byron Katie calls it the turnaround. So when she turns, turns the questions around on you, you have to pretend like it's not going to turn around on you and be honest because this provides so much clarity, so much confirmation and so much direction and guidance. I mean, you want to talk about a roadmap? This is the roadmap to relationship. And I think it is the relationship with your loved ones, but it's truly the relationship with yourself. Whole and complete. They're the whipped cream, gravy, and cherry. How are your relationships mirroring your feelings? I'm sure that complaint question <laughs> helps you clarify that. So when we are in this place of wholeness and completeness, and they're the whipped cream, gravy, and cherry, 
then we can start to talk about sex. <laughs> sex is a great part of relationship and it's also very revealing. You know, any relationship counselor will ask first <laughs> if you're having sex because that's such a symbol of connectedness and shared energy and shared emotion. I'll include a link down below. There's an incredible relationship marriage expert. His name is Mark Gunger. He has an incredible video on YouTube called The Tale of Two Brains. <laughs> and on the stage, he has two brains. <laughs> and one is the male brain and one is the female brain. And again, this is uh, stereotyped, of course. There's always unique situations. And of course, I know there are lots of different types of relationships. So this wisdom is so incredible I'm about to share, but I certainly understand and know there are lots of different types of relationships. So use this wisdom as it fits best for your life. And he even acknowledges that on stage two. But for the most part, in general, in the stereotype, he will talk about the male brain and say, so we have the male brain and there's all these little boxes that can't touch each other. And you pull one box out to deal with whatever is inside the box and you have to put it back so carefully that it doesn't touch any one of the other boxes. And then... You see him very cautiously walk over <laughs> to the other side of the stage to the other brain and says, and then we have the woman's brain that has all these little dots and all these wires are connecting all the little dots and everything is connected. <laughs> everything has meaning. Everything is connected, which my husband and I totally laughed at because that's totally true for us. Everything has meaning and purpose, and sometimes they're just in one box, and one box doesn't touch the other. And he had no reference to another box when he was talking about whatever he said in the one box, except then he was, I had given my power away to him and gotten irritated by his conversation about the other box. And I do this too. I mean, I, I do a lot of soul searching when I'm irritated and frustrated and so like I said, I've, I've done a ton of research and I want to share my steps with you, but I am human too. We get in arguments and I have lower vibrating days. I just don't stay there as long. So I think that's the thing in doing all this work and, and why I'm here every week and why I want to teach you tools and techniques. We're all human. We all have moments of frustration and irritation but I think there's, we bounce back faster when we have tools and techniques and conscious awareness. We just don't go as low. And, we, and if we do go low, we don't stay there as long. So that is what I want for you. Okay, back to the tale of two brains. So it's really funny. And again, please watch it down below. It is so funny. <laughs> it is really great to watch with your partner. It's just, it is really funny. And so, but his other part he talks about a lot of different aspects of marriage. So then he starts to talk about sex and he draws a body on a piece of paper. and He draws a heart where the heart would be. He says, men, this is what women want. And women, <laughs> this is what men want. And then he draws a happy face, you know, down at, down at the business area. <laughs> he draws a little happy face. And he says, men, if you are loving and kind and nice and 
sweet to the woman's heart, she will allow you entrance to the happy face. (laughs) And then he said, and for women, when you allow them entrance into the happy face, then they open up their heart. It is this cycle of natural need. But also, I, I like to look at this as what perhaps the other one may not be inclined to do, but needs for wholeness and completeness. So it can be a beautiful cycle. It can also be a vicious cycle because if it's stopped on both sides, it's hard to get that engaged again. But his best advice, he said, be nice to the girl. Just be nice to the girl. (laughs) I think that we can look at, is there a reason why physical pleasure is uncomfortable or undesirable? Or is there shame around that given the different experiences we've had or our mental state on that? And reduced sex drive can happen for so many different reasons. One, we can have have had past experiences. We can have environmental experiences where we were taught or learned what was right or wrong for us without us being able to make our own choice. Stress, hormones, body image discomfort, emotional dysregulation. There are so many things that can reduce the libido. And I was talking to a friend of mine about sex drive and one partner wanting having a higher sex drive and one partner maybe not having as much of a sex drive. And, and she said, oh my gosh, you know, it is like after you've eaten dinner and you're all full and then someone wants to give you more food and you're like, no, I'm good. I'm so full. (laughs) I thought that was the best description of low sex drive to explain to someone else who may have a higher sex drive, if if that's you and you have a low sex drive, here you go. You're welcome to use this explanation because I feel like it was such a poignant and right on explanation of how that feels and how you're like, oh, okay, I'll go ahead and take one more bite. (laughs) But we can look at that in regards to what Mark Gunger says, right? That it's this cycle between the heart and the happy face. But when we look at that energetically, what also happens here? The root chakra is in our perineum, our pelvic floor, and our heart chakra is here within our heart. So when we feel safe, when we feel secure, when we feel included, then we open up our heart. When we feel loved and appreciated, then we feel safe. So it is this cycle here that continues to open and close between connection and safety and security. And we can even look at the sacral chakra and the throat chakra because the sacral chakra also feeds the sexual organs. And the throat chakra is where we feel heard and where we speak our truth. So when are you more open to having sex or being connected to someone. It is when you've had a connected conversation and you feel heard and you have been able to speak your truth and you feel heard and you feel connected. There's this back and forth of healing and connection. So then it allows our sacral chakra to also feel open and connected. 
Remember, the organ of action for the sacral chakra is the tongue. And the organ of action for the throat chakra is the ears. So there's this natural balance of give and take and establishing equilibrium between the two that allows us to create this atmosphere that allows us to be open to emotional connection and physical connection. Do you need more physical pleasure in your life or more emotions? Where are you establishing equilibrium here? And could you draw in more pleasure into your life, physical pleasure? Or do you need more emotional opening? Where are you in that balance? Looking at that and to see that as one opens, it lends itself to opening the other. What are you seeking? And what might be the counter experience of what would actually help complete you? Do you need more emotional love or do you need more physical love? And I know your knee jerk may be your pattern of what you always think that you might need or want. But let's get quiet. What would complete you? What part of you? would feel more completed, that you're whole and complete in order for this person to just get to be the, you know what's coming, (laughs) whipped cream, gravy, or cherry. How are your relationships mirroring your feelings? How can you feel whole and complete here within yourself? And uh, clearly in, in regards to sex, it is a wholeness and completeness here within you that you were then offering to this person that you love. And that brings me to my final bit of insight from the incredible late Ram Das, who is an American spiritual teacher and guru of modern yoga and psychologist. He's incredible. He has so many wonderful articles and so many incredible teachings out. I will include this one, which is the triangle of relationships. But I I wrote his quote down here because I just thought there is no way I could even possibly come close to summarizing his his brilliance. (laughs) He says, I think in relationships, so so the triangle, sorry, let me pause. The triangle of relationship is that he talks about that you have two individuals that come into relationship, but when two individuals begin a relationship, there is a third aspect to that relationship that is created. So it's as if there's a third entity within that relationship that's created that's the blending of the two lives. And it's that the two create one and that the one helps support the two. And it's this beautiful triangle of relationship. So I'll include a link to that article down below. So back to his quote, I think in relationships, you create an environment with your own work on yourself, which you offer to another human being to use to grow in the way they need to grow. Parents are environments for their children. Lovers are an environment for their partners. You keep working. You become the soil, moist and soft and receptive, so the other person can grow the way they need to grow. Because how do you know? how they should grow. I love the idea that we're each other's soil, that we nourish each other, 
and we create a safe space for each other. But only the other person knows how they need to blossom and grow. And our job is to create that nourishment for them and a support for them. But they get to decide how they want to be whole and complete. How are your relationships mirroring your feelings? You know, I think that we can look at this as our own work to become whole and complete. And I know for my own self, based off of Tosha Silver's guidance, I always say when something presents itself that's challenging, I say a silent prayer or sometimes an out loud prayer (laughs) that just says, divine, please change my heart to be what this person needs right now. And I, I think that that is a way for my soil to be prepared for them. Asking for my heart to change, that they are the ones that need to change. I'm the one that needs to change for them to hold space for the situation. And this is not in a people-pleasing way. This is not in a codependent way. This is how does my soil need to be nourished because I love this person and I want to create the best soil for them to blossom. And guess what? They do the same thing for you. They create the nourishment and the soil for you to blossom and grow within the relationship too. What are you going to do for Valentine's Day this week? I think your best gift to give yourself and any loved one is to figure out your own whole and completeness. How can you be whole and complete? And then allow them to be the whipped cream, gravy, and cherry. (laughs) Happy Valentine's Day. I hope you have a wonderful week. If you loved this and thought it was super helpful and is helping you create your own soil for all those loved ones around you, thank you so much for sharing this episode anywhere you would share your episodes. If that means you are texting your Galentines or posting it for your Guyantines, however you share, I would be so grateful. Thank you for sharing this episode, sharing the Valentine's love of wholeness and completeness and soul nourishment. Thank you for spending this time with me. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for sharing this episode. Have a wonderful Valentine's Day and I will see you next week. Good luck this week. I can't wait to hear all about it in the comments down below. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you so much for sharing it and I will see you next week. Love yourself enough to heal. Heal yourself enough to thrive.